All right, I'm Andre Knott. Zach Jackson here with this. Some of you guys know this as A to Z. We somehow went into a dark hole and we figured... We'll talk and see what that comes out of You've it. been there before in that dark hole. Yes, and I love it. You want me in that hole. You need me in that hole. You find a way to get out and keep I, your head above ground. Slowly but surely. All right, we're in we're in a football season, and for you and I, this is like heaven. Speaking ahead above ground. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then for us, this is like heaven because we get to right. talk football. We get to see football. Uh, we've watched two weeks of college football. We've watched one real week of NFL football. We'll start with the Browns because where the heck else are we going to start? Uh, they're 0-1. Much like they have been for the last 14 years, Zach. Yeah. But is it any different in your mind after watching the half from hell and then the half from heaven? It is, Andre. Okay. And I'm encouraged. And let me qualify that by saying I'll be the first one to say this is the National Football League, big boys, no moral victories, right. things like that. But I saw a team that came out and played in the first half exactly like you and I thought they would. And then it was so totally different in the second half. And for them to have lost that game by a couple of special teams miscues and maybe just to me the newness of do we trust the kicker? How does the coach handle this situation? And so to me, we are seeing a team that – and look, you can sprain your ankle either way, jumping to conclusions after week one. For sure. But for them to have lost the game because of the newness and a couple miscues and not because they flat out stink – to me, that's progress. I'm encouraged. If that's why they lost the game, if what you just said is why they lost, then... Uh, and most people know, usually I'm a little bit more half full than you are. I I can't go that way because I'll say it this way. Yes, this, what happened in the third quarter was phenomenal. We've seen the Browns play like that maybe six times since they came back in 99. <laughs> yeah. You know, where they look right. like an NFL team going up and down the field, running the football, passing the football, getting three and outs. Like everything, yeah, complimentary football. Compl- Turn that three and yeah. out into a quick drive. Complimentary. I'm t- I'll admit, yeah. that 15 minutes of football, heck, I'll say 20 minutes. They had 20 minutes of football that they should bottle up and say, this is what being a Cleveland Brown is. That slogan that's going to kick them in the rear end. Yeah, they play like a Brown on the wall. play like a Brown thing. I got thing. that saved in my phone. Yeah, <laughs> they, they really should have erased that. Because you can't brag about something that nobody knows what the hell it is. You're right. Especially when Rex Ryan is playing with feet right now, laughing, going, that's my slogan. <laughs> Anyways, I'll go back to the first half. The first half of the game, we had a player on one of the shows that I do. I will remain nameless. That came on, he's a veteran of the team, a good player. And he goes, man, I don't know. We just came out flat Sunday. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I, he goes, I'm not happy about it. We were flat. How the hell are you flat on week one of the season? That, to me, is an indictment of the coaching staff, of the everything that's going on, because we – we know high school coaches that can get kids fired up with with a box of chicken and some Oreo cookies. I mean, it's the NFL. Well, You're 0-0. How do you come up the gate like that? I, I can't answer that. And I, I will say that I'm not – when I say that I'm encouraged, right. I say that while acknowledging – that I was ringing five alarms last Thursday. Yeah. And I was ringing 50 alarms during that first half right. Sunday. But I'm saying, and this is an unplanned role reversal, yeah. me being good cop. I'm just saying that I saw Brian Hoyer start playing confidently. I saw the offensive line that so much is invested in throwing the Steelers backwards. Yes. And I saw the defense that we knew was not as good as they've told us that right. they are go from awful to making plays. And so they're 0-1. And darn it, they might be 0-3, unfortunately, yeah. even though 1-2 is great progress. But I, I think I saw signs, Andre, of more yeah. of a team that can win eventually 
then is going to lose all the time. Because, look, if they play like that in the first half, <laughs> they're going to lose to everybody. Right. They don't have a chance. They'll be a top, they're going to be a top three pick. Now, let me say this. Um, it could be the opponent. We're not talking about the Steelers right now. I felt like the Steelers went into halftime. They high-fived each other, said, same old Browns. Yeah. You know, like they, they got a short week coming up. Short week coming up. It was almost like a preseason game. I'm not belittling what the Browns did, but I feel like the Steelers felt like they made yep. their point in the first 30 minutes. You're right. You know what I mean? Yes. And then they couldn't turn it back on. And that's not something that – that's something that happened around the NFL. Yeah. If you go through the NFL and you pay attention to more than just the Browns, New England came out. We're, we're manhandling the Miami Dolphins. Now, we can talk about heat. We can talk about whatever. But this, there wasn't the same – Patriots team in the second half that they saw in the first half. The New Orleans Saints, who's coming to town this weekend, they get up on Atlanta. They've kind of bitch slapped Atlanta around the last couple of years, kind of yeah. like the Steelers and the Browns. Right. They walked back out saying, hey, we got this. Before they knew it, Atlanta came right back. Matt Ryan was throwing the ball around. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm not belittling what the Browns did because I, this goes, it's human nature. Yeah, yeah. Butch Davis once told us, one of the hardest things to do when you have the lead, you better come back out in the second half and score the first time out. Yeah. And Steelers didn't do that. Right. You see it in the real NFL all the time. All the time. And that's what we want the Browns to be in the real NFL. Yes, please. Look, you know, the Steelers are a stable organization that had played like absolute dog crap at the beginning of last year and other years. Short week coming up. This was their prove it game. Yes. Okay. And now New Orleans is is into this prove it game because they didn't tackle anybody. Yeah. You know they were up twenty to seven and lost the game. And it, you go back to last week, Andre, and listening to Joe Thomas and him talking about New Orleans specifically and talking about his exact quote: oh, yeah. graduate level thinking of what they do with That's their offense. And so what you saw last week and what you're seeing this week is what stability looks like, what building around a quarterback yeah. looks like, what drafting one guy like Le'Veon Bell, like Brandon Cooks, guys that didn't win the Heisman Trophy or guys that aren't Johnny Manziel and supposed to save your franchise, right. but you know how you want to use them and you just use them. And so the Browns, unfortunately, Andre, are in that we are building an identity. We're trying to build confidence. And they're playing – and this is why I'm encouraged, frankly, because they're playing against teams that know what they want to do, plug and play. And really can come out and kill you if you let up. And, and you're right, the Browns came out flat, and they darn near got themselves killed. But I'll say this. If you want to go with positives, I think what Brian Hoyer did establish, it could help this team for the next 10 weeks. They established the head of the organization. Say his what head, you will, he plays with his head. Right. Yes. And they have a quarterback that's not getting caught up in the 15 questions about Johnny Manziel. It's not getting caught up in his neighbors asking for Johnny Manziel's autograph. You, gotta, you have a man. Right. At quarterback. You don't have Trent Dilfer. I'm going to call you out. I hope this gets back to you. <laughs> Who's worried about Charlie Fry telling the sideline guy, don't you dare ask me a question about the backup quarterback. No, he's acting like a man about the situation. Right. And then he went out in that second half, and he played like a man and made all of us. I don't care how much you love Johnny. I don't care how many of his Snickers you've bought and how many <laughs> uh, swans you've dove on. Right. You didn't care about And it was amazing on Twitter. We did not discuss Johnny for 30 minutes no, in the second CBS half. CBS cameras kept showing Oh, my God. But nobody else has really watched this team And has. you know what I mean. There has not been a time in the last six weeks where Johnny wasn't a part of – if you saw Browns, where Johnny wasn't a part of the narrative yeah. on Twitter. Brian Hoyer shut that down. And then I think he went in the locker room, and you heard Joe Hayden after the game, and I know other players have stated this. That he, Joe Hayden goes, he's our starting quarterback. He's our guy. No one had – Everybody tiptoed around that situation throughout training camp. Right. Dante Whitner came out and said 50-50. which was a terrible. A dumbass. Comment. I want to talk about Dante yeah. Whitner at some point <laughs> in time. Because they said he led the team in tackles. I have quotations over that. Dequell Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love Dequell. Well, let me say this about Hoyer. 
Okay, and not okay. that you needed a reason to go to, to uh, Mr. Hero, but he, he's the <laughs> spokesman. But you you got excited, and yeah. you talk about playing with his head, and what you said, how guys rallied, how he handled himself is exactly true. And so here's the next step, Andre. With this team, do we eliminate the 17-word play call crap and go to what Hoyer's clearly best oh, in? Yeah. Getting to the line, getting rid of the ball. That's what he did best last year, right? Got rid of the ball quickly. Yes. Out thought when that first read wasn't there, it was quickly to the right. second. And especially now as you look at a situation where maybe without Jordan Cameron, yeah. uh, things like that. So, um, you know, look, if, if what was done in April, May, June, and August is lost – I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah. No, and, and another thing, and I've, I've gotten on you about this. I've heard you on stations. I've heard you say things. We were giving him no room for his injury. And you even said to me, you go, yeah, you're right, but he's still got to complete the passes. And you were right. I know. But the guy is coming back from ACL injury. When Adrian Peterson did it, we put a Superman cape on him. Uh, we can go through the, the yeah. litany of guys that have had he's that not a injury. Human being, Adrian Peterson. No, right. he's not. Yeah. Obviously, but he's making a lot of human beings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he probably just produced one. Anyway, but Hoyer did something that, like I said, you can go through all the vets that you know that have been brought in here, all the rookies that have been brought in here. The guys were looking at him, going, "Hey, Brian, whatever you tell me to run, I'll run it." You know, and I, we just haven't seen that. And then you get there and yeah. talk about the running game. Uh, but you lose Ben Tate in the past, and this is me giving a hand to Ray Farmer. And it's going to sound you guys are probably blown away, like how positive I am right now. But I love that they went out and got Ben Tate. They didn't get raked over the coals for what he wanted financially. They said, "Hey Ben, we'll give you sixty, seventy thousand dollars per game you play. We'll give you this, but we're not giving you a Toby Gerhardt contract." Damn, now that hurts. Think yeah. about that. Toby Gerhardt got a better contract. But not only did they do that and get a good contract for Ben Tate. They went out and they backed him up with the right players, and they did not do the Cleveland thing when it came to who they kept on the roster. The Cleveland thing would do is keep Deion Lewis because he's been here, he's nice, he's quiet, no one will rankle nobody. That's the Cleveland thing to do. You know, not really stretch and really go with the talent. Just play along with what's going on, right? I agree. They went and got the talent, and they go, there's two rookies. We don't care as two rookies. We're going to teach you guys everything, and when we put you out in the field, we expect you to play like a vet. That paid off you last Sunday. Yeah, those and kids I think can it's really be run. Forward, yeah, those right. kids can really run. Yeah, uh, no question about it. When we talked to the Hoyer thing, and you're right, I, I did not give him much leeway for the knee, and, and that's because they created an environment where we were going to evaluate every yeah. play. Every time they breathed in a month of training camp, and we did, and frankly, he won the job. He beat out the other guy, but he right. was awful. Yeah, he for was. Most of it. And I like Brian as a person. Yeah. He was awful for was, most of it. And I think he would admit that he. I mean, compared to the two games that he played last year, Andre, it was like it was a different guy. Right. Because even if he was just average to a little bit above average last year, he was like never even really sniffed average right. in this year's training camp. And, and I'm glad you brought up the running backs too, because they are rookies. They got a lot to learn, and there is a concern yes. putting them up because of past. Protection, playbook. Yes. You only get so many guys. A, a, one of your running backs has to play special teams. One of your running yeah. backs has to protect in certain situations. You can't always go through right. a step drop, even in the up-tempo stuff. But that's the thing. Look, we are going to make snap judgments. If Brian Hoyer plays bad on Sunday, we're going to be right back telling yep. him he played bad. We didn't see a lick of Isaiah Crowell or Terrence West do much. Now we saw one game. We're going to be on them, too. So that's what I mean. Organizationally, 
Yes. They they are going through this stage where not everybody's going to play good. And, and the Saints might come in and bomb on them. Yeah, it's very possible. They're capable of that. So it's just the, the trick, and this has never been done here, at least not for a long, long time, is for team to keep taking steps so you know so you know so your head coach and your coordinator and your kicker or in your quarterback are more on the same page the next time yes. that rolls around so your kick coverage team is more on the same page rolls around and when those young guys especially have that bad game and we start killing them they got to come back cuz it's a long long, long season. season all right one of the things you brought up the running game it was successful against Pittsburgh have not been able to say that very many times as i said Pittsburgh not Pittsburgh that we're used to but something to pay attention to in going forward Mitchell Schwartz has problems with speed pass rushers. It's not, it's not, everyone knows that. But they had a lot of success running the football to the right most of their power runs. And then it's not a lot of power runs in this offense because of the type of offense. But they were successful running the ball to the right-hand side. Other teams will pick up on that. But if you're good at it, who cares? You run it to the right. Not an indictment on Joe Thomas. But when the Browns' offense was good in 2007, we always go back to this. You had two guys that could block on the right side. You had a Ryan Tucker who was, you know, taping things together and, and making yeah. it work. That could be a, a sign. If, if Mitchell Schwartz can be really good running, you know, with that run blocking, they may finally have something that, you know, we keep making fun of play like a Brown. Well, that may be what playing like a Brown is because for this offense to work, and we saw this in the first half, if they don't run the football, all that play action and all the rolling out of the quarterback, none of that works. But when they ran the football, suddenly Brian Hoyer's getting all the time of the day. He's picking and choosing receivers. It's important that what Mitchell Schwartz is doing in the run game and right now. When your roster's built like this, yes. you better run it. Yeah. And you better keep, especially these next two opponents, you better keep that defense off the field. You better keep that their opposing offense and yep. your defense off the field. You were, even if you're running up to the line, even if you're shortening the playbook and shortening the play calls, you know, you're going to have to do it. And we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Tate. We think he's going to miss at least one yeah. game. But you're right. Even if it's three or four plays, Dre, you're going to give it to those kids and you're going to say, get yes. upfield. And Crowell will. Yeah. Crowell will. Right. Uh, West dances a little bit. He explodes, though. Yeah. He's legit 230. Yeah. Oh, he's legit. He's not tall, but he's no. but he's got nimble feet. His feet are good. Yes. You can tell that yes. he's... And he may... I think he's going to be fun to watch because upside, I think, is Crowell. I, I mean, you go back just through history. When you're the SEC Rookie of the Year, yeah. you know who he looked like to me? Now, you may disagree. He reminded me of what Trent Richardson was supposed, supposed to look like in the NFL. Like, yeah. They have the same body build. I don't maybe because he hasn't been injured as much. Maybe because he didn't right. go to the when SEC. When he squares his shoulders and gets ahead, yes. when oh. we never saw Trent do that. Right. But I mean, he's not. You're not knocking him back. No, he's not going are. back. You're right. right. And you could tell the Pittsburgh defense with both of them. And this isn't an indictment on Ben Tate because Ben Tate has things that will help this offense if he can stay healthy. That's a big F. But those two guys, as you just said, they rock forward. They're not they're not tackling them. They're falling back. Uh, they have a lean to them. It's something fun to watch for once in the Browns' offense. Now, in saying that, I gotta I want to talk about Coach Pettin and then get to the defense because we're about 15 minutes in already. Believe it or not, um, for his first time as a head coach, we all know all the narratives that go along with him and his father being a great high school coach and his coaching staff. I'm gonna be honest because it took so long to get the head coach. This isn't an indictment on on, on Mike Pettin. When you wait that long in an offseason when coaches change, your coaching staff is not going to be right. up to par. The varsity team is gone. Yeah, because the good guys are going to go or they're going to stay with the guys that they're with. The defense playing the way it did scares me a little bit because that's what Mike Pettin is good at. That's where the money is at. That's where free agency money is yeah. gone. That's where you've drafted. For them to play defense the way they did, throw out the let, let's go to the second half where they played really well for the third quarter, you know, that third quarter and most of the fourth. 
But to lose a game and give up the yards they did at the end, that scares me a little bit because that's where you're supposed to be the toughest. Tackling angles. I mean, 15 yeah. years worth, but but really one game worth there, too. And um, the kid's not ready. Gilbert's not ready. Yeah. He has to play because of your personnel. But he's not ready, and that was the easiest matchup to expose from looking at it. Guys like us that sit with the newspaper or whatever, right. like, smartphone, I guess, these yeah. days in front of our hand. And the Steelers knew it, and they went right after it. And uh, they knew the slant game, the screen game, and Wheaton. And the problem is that those don't look new. Now, can you coach out of it? Yeah, sure. Can you? Can Joe Hayden shut down a lot of receivers yes. that aren't Antonio Brown? Yes. And, I and text you easier. the middle of last week, and I go, hey, I love Joe. I, but he has problems with Antonio and Brown. Brown played a flat out as as good a game as you could. He's one of the best play. players in the league that we don't talk about. Yeah, I mean, how he did, really is. where uh, where did this guy come? Oh, I know where you he came sent from. The Mac, baby, a midget from Florida, and lands at Central <laughs> Michigan. Comes out early and you leave us I mean, He is he has come to. He's the, special. He's he plays with a chip game. on his shoulder too. Yes, he's got the chip on his shoulder about everything else. Are you all right? What's your biggest going into New Orleans? Forget that. I'm just going to ask you flat out. What's your biggest concern with the Browns? Is it the off? Is well, it is it the offense? Is it the because rec- if you'd asked me this week ago, I would have said the receivers. Today, I start worrying about the run defense. I love that they got pressure on Ben, but the run defense scared the bejesus. It, it's out of the me. with the Saints. It's the slant and screen game with Brandon Cooks, who will absolutely take it yeah. to the house. And then as soon as you over adjust, and even if you don't, Jimmy Graham down the middle, yeah, it is just going to kill you. So yeah. you're going to have to score a bunch of points. You're almost going to have to, I think, play their game. And when I talked about tempo yep. and things like that, you're not going. If you beat the Saints twenty to seventeen, then we'll throw you a party, Mike. Patton. Absolutely, the chicken is on us. The chicken is on me. <laughs> but baby. realistically, you got to say twenty eight twenty four. Or yeah. something like that. And if this offense gets to 27, 28, two, two weeks in a row, then, hey, the, the Mets, great. Right. But winning this game, man, whew. Track meet, most likely, unless you can take the air out of the ball. You're going to have to do a mix of both. There's going to have to be some drive. I think you're right with the tempo. But there's got to be a couple drives where you just you get a running game going. You wait to the clock. The, the play clock is down into the single digits. And you got to play it and, both ways. And the little things, Dre. Missed tackles. They yes. will turn it into not big plays, huge Touchdowns. plays. And special. You, ju- you can't have the penalties on special teams. Yeah. you got to down the damn ball at the two-yard line when you have the chance. Makes a huge difference. You know, the, the Saints aren't the same team. They're 3-6 and six in their last nine road games. Um, but look, it's mid-September. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. Uh, I know the stadium will be rocking. I like the brown end zones. Uh, the stadium it's looks like brown? a new place. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks good. I like it orange. It's excited, it's you know, but... Um, the game's going to start, and yeah. you're going to have one real sure of itself franchise, ex- maybe sure of everything except the, the 11 guys that's trotting out there on defense right. against one that's still finding itself. It's just a tough match. Three guys I want to talk about, then we'll talk a little bit about Ray Rice and some of the other NFL things, and then we'll uh, get out of here. You're listening to A to Z, uh, a little bit talking sports. We hope Three- you'll be listening again. Yes, we'll get you to come back. <laughs> Three things, guys I want to talk about quickly. Uh, there was a lot of conversation in, pre- in preseason and in, in free agency. You let T.J. Ward go. You bring in Dante Whitner, a player, a guy that we both watch for at Ohio State at Clinville uh, a, a leader I think that's what we should say first Carlos Dansby same thing you let you let a really good guy go and Quell Jackson one of your long lost cousins you let him go and the other guy I want to bring up is Barkevius Mingo a guy that Jim O'Neill was making cookies for two years ago in Buffalo <laughs> uh, you know and, and he loves Barkevius let me start with Barkevius. Are you going to name your kid Barkevius or not? Barkevius Jr. Jr. <laughs> My wife, I'll be sleeping on the couch. I already do that half the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I know need, you I, do. I don't need no help. <laughs> I don't need no help for the Barkevius Jr. Um, 
But Barkevius is a great athlete, but I'm still not sold he's a football player. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in this game, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in the Ray Rice because when we get there, we're not going to spend much time right. on the punch and all of that. No. Uh, Andre, it's a numbers game, and it's a flat-out business. And when you spend what you spent on Paul Kruger and Barkevius Mingo and Dansby and Whitney, yeah. those guys got to produce. And of the three you named, I think Dansby gets a flat-out A right now. Yep. Um, Whitner gets higher than I think that you give him right now just because of the leadership aspect. Yeah. Because you're still putting it together back there. And Mingo, I mean, Kruger was awesome in that game. He was not, awesome. not perfect, but it was his best game. His best as a game Brown. Is a Brown. Yeah, and he's going to have to do that. He's going to have to play 85% of the snaps. He's going to have to do it. And look, if Mingo does not play like the number six pick in the draft here soon, then the Browns are in trouble and yeah. they pay for their sins again, which right. is the constant change. The guy doesn't fit. We go in the draft and we pick the wrong guy. Yeah. He looks like an athlete. Nothing wrong with that, but at he, some point. He, he has, like Greg Little, he has a penchant for not making the play. Yes. He runs like a deer. Oh. He explodes when it opens. Right. Going all the way back to in college. Remember we used to oh, watch him? Yeah, and we would just be blown like, he, away. You'd sit in a bar and you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't know volume, no, no nothing. Right. And all of a sudden this guy would come around the edge. And he's unbelievable. And we saw that a little bit last year. We yes. even saw that a couple times on Sunday. He had a chance to make about three. Three plays on He's Sunday. He's got to make. Ben Roethlisberger has been making the Browns oh, pay for a decade. Willie McGinnis winced not on the one play because Willie was like, "I had him too." One franchise time. history change when Willie whiffed there. Sure did. That play we'll never forget. It. I'll never forget that play. And that's like generate. You know, eight seasons ago in the NFL, generations, generations, <laughs> absolutely, multiple. All right, let me let me Dansby. And the, if the play is in front of him, he is an A plus linebacker. I agree with him. He's one of the best in the league. When it gets to the side of him or behind him, he's not that fast. I'll leave yeah. it at that. But you know what? He's good enough. He, he he knows where to be. He plugs holes. He comes down hole in the hole when he can get there. He is a player. Speed lacking a little bit, and I don't blame him for that. It's He's at his age. Yeah. Whitner plays a position he wants to bring. He is an enforcer. But I think at times he can be exposed for his over-aggressiveness. Yeah. Um, his nose is always kind of peeking in the backfield. When I get it, that's what he's made a sun, lot of money this on. This Sunday, that's big trouble. There you go. This game is all about him. He's going to be emotional this week. It's his first home game. He kissed the ground when he came out last, you know, in the first preseason yeah. game. All that stuff is cute. But right. a guy like Sean Payton is going to expose what the problem is with Dante Whitner and why San Francisco was willing to let him go. Yeah. There's there's rhyme and reason. They got an Eric Reed kid well, who's unbelievable out in San Francisco. And here's why he's more important, Dre. I mean, he has played the Saints every year. Yes. You know, they've had those first place versus first place games or that Sunday night game. Right. You know, when the two years ago when NFC, the Niners were really establishing themselves as around Halloween. They Sunday had that NFC game. championship game a couple yeah, years ago, too. They came right? and just pounded them, the, the Niners. That was a couple seasons ago around Halloween. It was part of their resurgence. So, yeah, you need Whitner in this game you need him schematically you need him right. emotionally and look it's going to take all hands on deck to stop jimmy grant he led the team in tackles last week but a lot of those tackles were as you said to quell jackson ish you know yeah. kind of falling on the pile he's around the ball right. this week though he if he's not exposed this week it'll be a big step for him being here but his leadership was huge so i can't beat him up because the reason why they wanted him to bring bring him in here he and dansby did do that role last week i can't take that from them they, they did dansby plays a very 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 important role and you know what for these guys and i don't know them personally i'm just going to say this is why you need to win because you need to win and be playing important games to keep your veterans around to keep your to let them keep your rookies in tune. You know, if you if you get to oh and whatever or one and whatever, which we've seen too many times, yep. we know what happens in the locker 
bathroom when yeah. that crap happens. All right, that's enough in the Browns. Let's do Ray Rice. We're at 22 minutes, 22 minutes. We appreciate you guys coming here, checking us out. Um, where, do you want, where do we start with well, Ray Rice in the NFL? I, I want to say, I would say this to the fans, and, and I love my job, and I love um, you know that we get to talk about this and that fans you know get to trust our opinions yeah. and our takes on things. Um, I hate to tell them how to feel, but I'm going to say, Please don't act like you know these guys. Yeah. Please don't. Great point. We, we've tried to encourage it a million times. Please don't act like. Um, and many times we don't. We and we're don't. and we're close to them. So um, this look, this is a business about numbers. Number on the jersey. That's what you are. You're a number on the jersey, yeah. and you make a huge, huge paycheck for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. You you take weeks and years literally off your life when you go out there and play on Sundays, and you do it until they find somebody else to wear your number. And the Ravens were left with no choice. Nope. Uh, we won't spend our time talking about what did Goodell see it? Did they see it? I, you know, I don't know. That he he screwed up so bad that he left them with no choice. And please right. take a lesson from this. You don't know these guys exactly. And at the, at the end of the day, I'll say it like this: It's a business. Yeah. And whether you like what the business did or did not do, as Zach said, at the end of the day, Ray Rice didn't leave them any room to do anything you can't blame who saw the who saw this or did saw that you know did this way heck there's a lot of things that have happened in the past that the nfl will never have video of that you know they got to do with the best with the you know i'm sure if you it is what it is it sucks that it's come down to this and it sucks what really stinks for the nfl is that this came down monday morning after your first big sunday of the year and this is the narrative right up until the game thursday night right up until the right up until one o'clock this is what every pre Show game will well, be about yeah, and this is you know that, that to me is proof that that Ray's in more trouble for lying about it too. Yes, because he, he lost was, the locker room. Yeah, he was able to kind of spin it to his bosses, to his teammates, yep. which is very very important. Even though this is a business, yep. In that lot, there are still a couple things in that locker room that are sacred. Is to say that it didn't go that way, and then so for all the crap that they had already taken for the two game suspension, and then the Josh Gordon thing that appears to have been botched, at least from the side of the story that we know, all of that. All of a sudden, everybody looked really bad, and then when Ray looked the worst, bad. Yeah. Now, and then the other thing is just is how the narrative gets talked about. We get Ray Lewis on Monday Night Football, and got ESPN. They they hire anybody and everybody. And look, Ray Lewis accomplished what the reason why they hired him. We may not have liked what he was talking about or understood half the stuff he was talking about. You tuned in to see it. Yes. Yes. We right. all tuned in. End we're of all discussion. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, before we get out of here, Dragon, I know we have to. Yes. Uh, there's a football side to this. It's cra- it sounds crazy. I couldn't even write it today. But there's a football side to this. Um, there's a $9.5 million dead hit on their salary cap for next year. Yep. And they're left with some running backs that can't play. They can't play. They had to play and a guy all, as small as The Browns right week. now with Weston Crowell and Tate look at a lot better situation because Pierce is, is just a guy. Yeah. Uh, Forsett has been just a guy. He is just a guy. a different body for seven years. And Talaferro's a big back, a rookie who isn't where West and Crowell are. Right. So you're looking as a Browns fan, where do we take this leap and get the hell out of this basement? That's a, it. something to look but at. But also, you know, now the Ravens become a passing team. Flacco yeah. wants to get in that shotgun and rip it anyway. They brought in Steve he, Smith. He looked, yeah, he, Joe Flacco looked bad. But Dennis put his back. Yeah, I know. He just didn't look like he had a rhythm. And I was going to no. say this. We'll stay in the AFC North. Maybe Cincinnati is as good as they should be. Because yeah. every year we sit should, around and breathe. You, you said that you know, right. You know, every year we sit around and we're like, well, they've got this, they've got that. We'll see. I thought defensively what they did to Baltimore for three quarters – 
They may be legit. Yeah, I'll tell you that two years ago when uh, the the Ravens on the first Monday night game kicked the Bengals' ass. Yep. Um, and it was like clear that that was their team. That was the year. That was their year. Right. Um. So you know, I I hate the week one conclusions, but that was clear. And I think this year, I think that everybody's chasing Cincinnati, and, and we'll yeah. see where it goes. And it'll be interesting because we've all put Dalton down, but I thought Dalton dealt with the situation yeah. a little bit better Sunday. Uh, than I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I think w- what makes this really fun as we get out of here is that Cincinnati is good enough to win eleven or twelve and and get a first round yeah. buy and play deep into January. Yeah. And Pittsburgh's good enough to win the division too. And right now as we speak, we don't know if the Browns are going to go 2 and 14 or 6 and 10 and I think that that's exciting because I think that they can play with these teams. Oh, yeah, we'll do the we'll do the, as we leave, we'll do the uh, Peter King power po- uh, power poll. We don't have the top 15. <laughs> NFC, we all know the Seattle's best team that we watched last weekend in my opinion. San Fran made a statement. San Fran did. But you know, Dallas provides no opposition. Tony Romo is still wet down the leg. I don't know what the, he was I don't even get me started. Well, look, San Fran they've been through that turmoil. They got this hang every win counts for them. Yes. You know, yes. they got to get in. Right. If they that's get in, they're, they're dangerous. Do. And that's all they got to do is get right. in. So, yeah, right. We'll go Seattle, San Fran over in the, in the NFC. A couple other teams that are interesting. But I think in the AFC, the Colts aren't the Colts anymore. They can score, but especially with the Robert Mathis news coming down. Yeah, that defense is slow. Denver is really good, but kind of made you feel like the Pittsburgh game a little bit. They didn't finish, hey, and that's unpaid. If you're Pittsburgh, if you're San Diego, yeah. you see the door open. Yeah, but the Chargers, Chargers. And if you're the game. Bengals, yeah. you're like, Dre, the only reason I've been a little bit down on the Bengals this year is that they haven't done it, and I just think when you have a Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton situation right. hanging out like there, that weighs on you. Yeah. So maybe they come out and do it. Maybe they get to 5-0 and oh and they, they shake it. But look, nothing that team is going to do is success until, until January. Until January. Other thing that stands out to me, the late Monday night game, Bruce Arians one of the best coaches in the NFL. He finds a way, don't The he? Cardinals play hard. Good job, Joe Banner. Yeah, you had him. They play hard, man. And without Darnell Dockett, without Carlos Dansby, they don't get uh, uh, my, my dude with the blonde hair from LSU. He's not running around. Honey bad. And he would have made a difference early on because there was a lot of crossing patterns and things like that. I just think the Cardinals, I don't know if they could make it just because their schedule's so hard and the division they play in, but I wouldn't want to play them if I was a team late no. in the season trying to get in. Andre's baby's due in two weeks. My vote, folks, Barkevious Badger. <laughs> Barkevious Badger not. Oh, I like it. Tweet us <laughs> at FSO. <laughs> I can't even speak of his Twitter. FSO Z Jackson, at Dre Not. Yeah. This is the A to Z podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening to Coming By. See you.